Hey, are you okay? You look down today. Yeah, I think because of burnout. I couldn't sleep. I don't feel like coming into work. I had to drag myself in today. Oh, yeah. I experienced that last week too. I hate Meralco. I diligently pay on time, yet their service is crap. Huh? What's the connection of Meralco to burnout? Ah, sorry. You were talking about burnout? I thought you meant brown out. everyone, welcome to another episode of Bananaki Podcast. I am Dee and I am joined by my friend Ray. Today, we are tackling another topic suggested on our survey monkey. And this time, it's about burnout. Yes, burnout. And we found an interesting article from mayoclinic.org which tackles this topic. And it says that job burnout, so specifically about jobs, job burnout is a special type of work-related stress. A state of physical or emotional exhaustion that involves a sense of reduced accomplishments and loss of personal identity. So, burnout isn't a medical diagnosis. Mm. So, some experts think that other conditions such as depression are behind burnout. Mm. Although researchers point out that individual factors such as personality traits, family life, influence who experiences job burnout no, which makes and sense whatever the cause job burnout can affect your physical and mental health consider how to know if you've got job burnout and what you can do about it yeah mm. so that's the first step right how would you even know that you have job burnout yeah that's right how do you assess how maybe for us filipinos right we would think no, maybe we don't feel burnout because we're filipinos right we're hard working we mm. we know how to kayud we we know, kayud kabayo. You know how to <laughs> mm, how to persist but i think we may be sometimes in denial or maybe mm. even we don't know that we have it yeah exactly right. yeah maybe we think it's normal right so mm. according to the same article that ray mentioned earlier right the job burnt out symptoms you can assess it by asking yourself this list of questions. Mm. One, have you become cynical or critical at work? Two, do mm. you drag yourself to work and have trouble getting started? Three, have you become irritable or impatient with co-workers, customers, or clients? Wait, is it four next? <laughs> run out of the number. I'm not just going to number, I'm just going to list them, okay? Do you lack the energy to be consistently productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Do you lack satisfaction from your achievements? Do you feel disillusioned about your job? This is starting to sound like an ad now that I think about it. <laughs> Are you using food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better or to simply not feel? Have your sleep habits changed? Are you troubled by unexplained headaches, stomach or bowel problems, or other physical complaints? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you might be experiencing a job burnt out. <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess actually this was enlightening, right? Because when we think of burnout usually, I actually had a conversation recently, just last week with a friend and we were talking about, oh, we think this colleague is, you know, she doesn't seem to enjoy going to work anymore like you know she's not mm. there i was suggesting maybe she has burnout and she's saying how, how does she have burnout she doesn't even work see that's the misconception right when you say burnout mm. you only think that it is related to too much work 
Yeah. Right? But based right. on these questions that we had that I read earlier, right? It, it doesn't seem like it's just related to because you have too much OT. Hmm. It could also just be a emotional burnout, right? Like, hmm. you know, the, the it mentions here, have you become irritable or impatient with your coworkers? It doesn't have to mean because you have a lot of OT, right? Yeah, especially for... There are specific roles that I think more prone to having job burnout. Like for me, mm. as an accountant before, it used to be very mundane. Like mm. it's the same thing that you need to do from nine to five every day, mm. 360 days. Or maybe not 360 days. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> we, we have weekends, right? Uh-huh. So day in, day out, you do the same. Right. And you, you sometimes ask yourself, hey, is this what I studied for? Is this what life is? Is it just the same over and over again. Mm, yeah, I get your point. Like, yes, mm. exactly. Even if you are, you know, you immediately leave your job at exactly 5 or 6 p.m., whatever it is, mm. and you technically have a work-life balance, it doesn't mean that you cannot have burnout, apparently, That's according right. to this list, right? That you mentioned mm. we have both been working for more than 10 years already, and I realized based on this list that I have gotten burnout several times during mm. the course of my career, right? Like, it's obviously not a permanent situation. You dip in and out. And sometimes, that's the reason why you drag yourself to work and I don't want to work anymore and all mm. that. And sometimes you have to just knock some sense into yourself. Being Filipino, mm. it's ingrained in us that we need to be resilient. Like you mentioned earlier, <laughs> right? We are strong. Right. We are whatever. Like, you know, I need this job. I need money. I have no right to complain, basically, mm. especially since we compare ourselves to other Filipinos who think, you know, somebody would kill to be in your position, to have the job That's that right. you have. But it doesn't mean that just because of that, that you can't have burnout. It could be, as you mentioned, it's very mundane. Like, it's so boring. Oh, my God. Like, sometimes I feel it's more tiring to pretend to be busy. You know mm. what I mean? Like you're sitting here and yeah. oh my God, I cannot s- just sit here because, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I got nothing to do. What am I going to do? Exactly. And you have to find something to do, but you cannot just not do anything. Otherwise, you're afraid that you will lose your job because they're going to say, oh, you're mm. not doing anything. I can just get rid of this job, right? So that is also mm. a source of burnout, I would think. What's adding to that stress is, especially if you're in a foreign country, like when we were in Singapore, right? Mm. It's hard to look for another job. Yes. It all depends on an employer wanting to invest in you. And being in a foreign country, I think it's really hard to do. And I remember when we were working in the same company in Singapore, mm. it's so hard for me to do my job. And I got so bored doing the same thing over and over again that I decided to just choose a different house, move a different, move to a different, (laughs) so that it kind of breaks the habit, right? It breaks the monotony. Mm -hmm. Every day I go on this bus, take the train, same route, meet the same people, do the same job. And then, oh, it's, it's Tuesday. Do it all over again. Do it four more times. Like, oh my God, this is driving me crazy. And Mm. so, yeah, one way of Doing that, since I can't change my job, I change my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, boredom. Yeah, so it's a first world problem, I guess I, some people would say, right? Because you do mm. have a job, you do have money, you can eat three meals or more a day and all that. But then it answers the question here, which is, do you lack satisfaction from your achievements or do you feel mm. disillusioned about your job? 
So yeah, so yes. this is actually eye-opening to me. So now I realize that burnout is not just because I have also literally felt burnout from because I'm going home at 2 a.m. and whatnot. I've had experiences like that as well. I thought that mm. that was only the time when you had a right to say you had a burnout, but apparently not. Yes. So this is good. So thank you to whoever mm. suggested the topic. So now we are enlightened. <laughs> 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 yeah, because before we probably didn't know. We kind of mm. attribute it to something else, right? Oh, maybe because I don't know. I I'm not sleeping well, or mm. maybe you were looking for excuses. We're looking for things that probably are just another symptom to mm. obviously what turns out to be burnout. But although these questions are leading, right? They're mm. not foolproof that you already have a job. Yeah, of course. Burnout, like this question: mm. Do you find it hard to concentrate? Mm, maybe because you're in love. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you have a crush on somebody, and that's why oh, you God. find it hard to concentrate. I'm like, oh, am I, am I burnt out? No, it's you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just one question you answered yes to, and immediately it's yes, right? You maybe if you answer a few of them as yes, I would imagine, then you should, according to this article, you should consider talking to a doctor or a mental health provider because the symptoms mm. can also be related to health conditions such as depression. So maybe it is mm. just burnout, which could be a temporary thing which Ray and I have experienced before. Or it could be something, there is some root cause that is yeah. more serious, such as depression I mentioned here, right? Yeah, so maybe the job burnout is also a symptom of something deeper. Let's go to the next point, which is what are the possible causes of job burnout? Well, it can result from s several various factors, including first, lack of control. Ooh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Sounds so professional. An inability to influence decisions that affect your job, such as your schedule, assignments, workload. All these could lead to job burnout. Mm, yeah. So could a lack of the resources you need to do your work. Ah, oh, yeah, that's true. This particular reason, I think, is relevant to me because there are things in in our day-to-day -day jobs that are beyond our control. Yeah, right? for sure. Like the IT systems, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, you raise a ticket and then no, the ticket gets closed without any resolution. <laughs> so all of these things <laughs> yeah, add up mm -mm. and eventually kind of causes stress and mm -hmm. causes jump burnout because no matter how good I do my job, I'm always at the mercy of things that are way beyond my control. Yeah. And so I end up disappointing myself, disappointing my boss, and eventually, you know, I'm in a stalemate. Like, hey, I want to be the best in what I can do, but then there are certain things that are just way beyond my control. So yeah. how do I do it? How do I manage it? Mm. What do I do? Yeah, especially um, if you are the lower rung of the corporate ladder, right? You really mm. have no control. You feel like you don't have a voice. Mm. You don't have power, basically, right? And it doesn't just stop there, unfortunately. Um, yeah, mm. even if you're already at manager level or whatever, you are still at the mercy of uh, the higher bosses, right? That's true. <laughs> and also, it also depends on the work. For example, audit, the busy season is every April. That is beyond your control, right? You cannot mm. change the schedule, change the uh, deadline, because that is the mm. hard deadline. So same with fund accounting. Mm you have a deadline every day. So I think when mm. we used to do that particular job, right, that's the part that I hated most is that uh, there was a 
deadline on that mm. day. So if, for example, there were some kind of IT incidents or whatever, you have no mm. choice because my deadline is today. So even if it's already midnight, you're still at the office. You yeah. are supposed to be only working until 6 p.m., but you're still there. That happened to us mm. a lot, right? Because yes. that is beyond your control because unfortunately, today is the deadline. Maybe in that situation, right? Let it go. Like if it's really beyond your control, then fine. Don't cry over spilled milk, right? Nothing can be done. What you can do is if you're experiencing overtime, then maybe call Berg's and order dinner. For the <laughs> <laughs> Was that your favorite restaurant to order from? Yeah, because in our previous job, right, uh, that we were colleagues in, we had a list of restaurants that we had a credit line. Yes. And then, funnily <laughs> enough, there was one time when I called an order for that burger company, they denied my request because apparently we didn't pay yes. <laughs> the previous cycle of billing. So it was so embarrassing. Yes, it you was. Know? Like, oh, I'm sorry, we're no longer accepting orders from your company because you have an outstanding bill that you haven't settled. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So no dinner for us then. That was so funny. I think eventually they did scrap that and just gave money. Was it 20 Singapore dollars? I can't remember. But if you are eligible for OT dinner, then you mm. just buy whatever you want because you're just going to get cash, I think. Mm. Yeah. Then that's a, that's a better option mm. because there's Jollibee already near the office. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another possible cause of job burnout is unclear job expectations. If you're unclear about the degree of authority you have or what your supervisor or others expect from you, you are not likely to feel comfortable at work. Yeah, this is true. I often read this in the job description of roles that are available, right? They always mention able to navigate in ambiguous situations. Really? Like, oh, really? <laughs> that sounds so stressful. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, th- Should I do this? Should I not do this? If I do this, will I get imprisoned? Like, oh my God, that sounds so stressful. Oh my gosh, yes. And then you can't complain. You can't complain from HR because mm, it was in your job description oh that you need to thrive in an ambiguous That is so situation. funny. Um, mm. I, I don't remember ever seeing that on my job description, but I would say that I have actually been <laughs> that for the past mm. few years. Yes, yeah, I think it's... Even if it's not in your contract, tendency is you need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's something that you need to clarify, right? And mm. especially if, like for us right now, we have a lot of outsourced jobs. We call them center of excellence. Oh, yeah. And the thing about these centers of excellence is if you don't specify, if you don't clarify the scope of work, chances are there's a lot of work that gets, hey, is this part of our service? Is it not mm. part of it? Shouldn't you do it? Is it, am I getting paid to do So better yet, clarify, right? In, yeah. the on, in the onset, try and set parameters that, hey, these are the things that you should do. These are the things that you're not supposed to do. Then yeah, then it becomes clear. Yeah, that's true. Avoid giving burnout to people. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would help just to have like a document somewhere saying what is your scope. Mm. This is your Mm. scope. This is my scope. So if something comes in that's ambiguous, you could always refer to the document. And if it's not mentioned there, then you should hash it out so that it's documented Mm. going forward. That's the thing that I love about Japan. Like in the Japanese work culture, they are 
really big on documentation. Oh, nice. Like, they're so detail-oriented. They're so anal about having their proper procedures in place. Mm. So I think that's one way of relieving them of stress as well. Like, hey, these are the things that I'm supposed to do. Beyond this, you know, I don't care. Another reason or possible cause of job burnout is dysfunctional workplace dynamics. Uh, Perhaps you work with an office bully Mm. or you feel undermined by colleagues or your boss micromanages your work. This can contribute to job stress. Mm. Micromanaging, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, me neither. I don't really like being micromanaged. Mm. But aside from micromanaging, I think they mentioned here the office bully and as well as uh, the office politics that we mentioned, I think, in previous yeah. episode. Uh, that really contributes to stress. Like my friends and I, usually we, you know, sometimes you complain about your work and whatnot. Right? And one of the things we used to always say is that, you know, I can do my work really well. I don't really have a complaints about my job itself. I just hate the people. <laughs> so it's, sometimes it's the people that causes more stress. You know, mm. because you have to know how to talk to people. There's office politics. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, if you want to thrive in a big corporate organization, I think knowing how to move or maybe bounce around office politics is mm. essential. Right? Yeah. There's really no escaping it. There really is that. And a lot of people who kind of stopped working for a corporate and started their own firm or maybe went in a totally different direction is one of the reasons, one of the most reasons is that exactly, like they don't want to deal with office politics mm. anymore. And so they want to be their own boss, et cetera, et cetera. It sounds easy, but actually it's tough as well starting no, on your own, yeah. right? But I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but just try to navigate your way. Not kiss as necessarily, mm, no. but just acknowledge that it's there. Maybe somebody who joined the organization later than you got promoted earlier than you that happens yeah. don't get offended by it just mm. you know accept that it happens then you won't get burned out yeah even if you hate politics you just have to be aware of what the unwritten rule this is the problem here there is no guidebook mm. on how to <laughs> <laughs> handle office politics what you're supposed to do and whatnot right you need to be able to you know as the older you get the more you observe people you understand how it works so you have to make a mental note, I guess, about mm. what well, the unwritten rules are. Good opportunity, D, for you to write a book entitled "The Written Unwritten <laughs> Rules <laughs> About Office Politics." Oh my god! <laughs> mm. Maybe, or I wouldn't be surprised if there is actually already an existing book for this because it is such a <laughs> embedded in office culture, mm. right? So there probably is. Is it cleverly titled as that as well? Or? Maybe not. We should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one is extremes of activity. When a job is monotonous or chaotic, you need constant energy to remain focused, which can lead to fatigue and job burnout. So I think Ray mentioned earlier that you know one of our first world problems with some of our jobs before was that it was too monotonous. It was too boring. I think we've Mm. mentioned this. I don't need to dwell on this because we've already talked about it earlier. Yes. Okay. And then the next one is lack of social support. If you feel isolated at work and in your personal life, you might feel more stressed. Yeah, that's Mm. right. So I, I find it relaxing to be in a, in an organization or in a company where I could just 
casually approach people and ask them how they are and genuinely being interested in their life, right? Mm, and yeah. also conversely, knowing that people are genuinely also interested in me as a person, then it becomes easier, right? You, mm. you have a kind of a social group that you can confide in, mm. that you open up. And of course, we discussed in our previous episode that don't divulge too much information <laughs> yeah. as well. Because first and foremost, they are your colleagues before they are your friends. But yeah, it's, it's a good experience to have people around you, social support. They don't have to be your close friends, but they are your friends at least because it reduces the the possibility that you don't want to go to work because, you know, mm. you don't like the people or there's nothing to, or you feel like if I go there, it's just one more stress that they're sitting beside you, but there's an awkward silence or it, it really adds to the stress if you hate mm. going to work because... You are not socially happy in the people surrounding you. Okay, another one is work-life imbalance. If your work takes up so much of your time and effort that you don't have the energy to spend time with your family and friends, you might burn out quickly. Now, I mentioned earlier that I thought this was what job burnout only refers mm. to in the past, right? And this is the most common. That is why. Like, if you say burnout, if someone says he's burnout, you usually assume that it's because he's working until 2 a.m. or whatever, right? Like, there's so much that he needs to do. He's always chasing deadlines and whatnot that he doesn't even have time to rest or to mm. hang out with his family or his friends at home. Yeah, this is a very common um, problem, I would think, especially for people who are working in big companies, right? The corporations. Mm. That's right. I think that's the last of our uh, list. It's a vicious cycle, right? So work-life imbalance, you're stressed because you have work-life imbalance. You have too much work, no life. You quit your job and now you have too much life, no work. And so you <laughs> became work-life imbalance again and you got uh, stressed. And, yeah, um, that is difficult. Okay. <laughs> Very difficult. <laughs> now that we know what causes job burnout, let's now try to talk about risk factors as well. So mm. what are the factors that contribute to job burnout? One, if you have a heavy workload and you work long hours, yeah, mm. that's a very big factor. Second is you struggle with work-life balance. Yeah, if you have a lot of deadlines to cover, you keep missing appointments, maybe your dates with your girlfriend and now you broke up and even your dates with your dentist you or maybe that's the reason why you broke up because you keep missing your dental appointment what? okay whatever it is right you struggle with work-life balance and then you work in a helping profession such as healthcare oh this mm, is so true because yeah. in the healthcare industry right health and life takes priority oh yeah true like it doesn't even like during the covid pandemic oh, right yeah. like you saw how our unsung heroes of the present, which are the nurses and professionals in the healthcare industry, they don't, they're not sleeping anymore. They're not going home. They're staying at hospitals because, unfortunately, their services are needed. Yeah. And then lastly, you feel you have little or no control over your work. The next, actually, is the consequences of job burnout. So if mm. you ignore or don't address job burnout, it can have significant consequences, including excessive stress, mm. fatigue, insomnia, sadness, mm. anger or it irritability, alcohol or substance misuse, heart disease, mm. high blood pressure, 
type 2 diabetes. Okay, I didn't know that um, burnout, co- uh, stress causes type 2 diabetes. That it was just sugar. But okay, this is interesting. No, so I think because you're probably your meal schedule is ah, also kind of destroyed. True, true. Like our example earlier, right? We, we stayed at work over time we call a burger place mm. <laughs> and so your dinner is like almost always kind of a lot of you know no longer healthy food i got it mm. you have a point and the last one is vulnerability to illnesses so again it mm. could be because well the food you mentioned could trigger that and also um if you're stressed uh, it could be psychosomatic so that means your immunity will fall and then you are prone to more illnesses like did you know for example that well most people in the Philippines anyway, because we didn't have a vaccine for chickenpox for babies mm. back then. So a lot of my, you know, our people our age uh, caught the chickenpox virus, right? Did you? I, I have never gotten it, but have you? I think I got vaccinated. Oh, good. So I, I did get vaccinated, but when I was a full grown adult. But anyway, so my friend, uh, she was so stressed in her work. She, she was What's she doing? I can't remember what, she, but she was. It was an accounting-related job, and then she got so stressed that her immunity dropped, and then she <sighs> she caught the shingles. So apparently, if you mm. have had the chickenpox virus before, it will never mm. leave you. It's just there, hiding in your somewhere in your body, and then when you get mm. too stressed, it could get re-triggered, and it comes out oh. as shingles, which is a lot worse, because chickenpox, it's kind of like missile, so it's just itchy thing that is very um, contagious, but then shingles is worse. It's like bigger, and it, it's just really ugly looking, and also it's very painful. So, th- so that's one thing that you could get from being mm. excessively stressed, Right, I didn't even know this until my friend mentioned it. And the, the thing was, since it's a variant of chickenpox, right? She had a baby which was less than one year old at the time who also caught it. The baby got oh. chickenpox. Oh, terrible, yeah, that's terrible. terrible, right? So she's like, doubly, she's, oh my God, I have this. And then I'm guilty because my baby got it as well. So yeah, so that is a consequence of job burnout, right? Excessive stress and you know, all mm. those things we mentioned, like people could resort to it, just not alcohol abuse, right? It could also be like food because you're stressed, tendencies when we're talking to friends, right, who are stressed about their job, they tend to either overeat or over shop, mm. right? Spend too mm. much buying. Oh, I'm so stressed. I'm going to buy a massage chair. I'm going to buy. <laughs> right? Oh, no. That's dangerous. So that's also something that was not mentioned here, but that is a consequence of job burnout. You will be in a lot of debt if you're not careful. <laughs> mm. But I like I, I like the the third one, insomnia, because mm. that's that's something that I really can relate to as well. Oh, feels like, like insomnia. I even sometimes have... uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so that's what you got, insomnia. And then what did how did you handle yeah. it? Yeah, I had like nightmares about my job. Oh yeah! I oh my god! About Yes. Have you had have you had that before? I, I know how that is for me, that is the sign that I really have reached, you know, the mm. the what I call this the roof or whatever it is of stress. Is that because you start yes. dreaming about your job? Yes. Like, oh my god, somebody's chasing me via email in, mm. <laughs> in my dreams and <laughs> There are there are those dreams wherein you kind of find a solution to your problem at work, right? Where you know, oh yeah, I dreamt about really? the solution. Oh. I know what to do. There are those are kind of like good dreams, <laughs> okay. right? Where, okay, it it gave you an idea, but then mm. there are also those that the one that you mentioned that 
your boss is like chasing you. <laughs> and you got fired or something. <laughs> and then you're looking at the clock. It's already 3.30 and your deadline was 2 p.m. It's like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. Well, anyways. Yes, yeah. Now that we know what are the causes and mm. what are the effects, obviously we want to get rid of job burnout as, as, as early as possible. So mm. how do we handle job burnout? At first is try to take action, right? And to get started... First is evaluate your options. Mm. Discuss specific concerns with your supervisor. Maybe you can work together, you know, change expectations, clarify what it is that you need to do, mm. or reach compromises or solutions. So if it's something that's, you know, conflicting schedules, very tight deadlines, then maybe ask for compromises and try to set goals for what must get done and what can wait. Yeah, mm. try to prioritize things, that's a good right? Point. I think that's, that's something that people often kind of neglect mm. they people get so stressed out doing one two three when in fact only one was necessary mm. two and three can be done maybe next month yeah uh, but without knowledge of mm. what it is the prioritization right people get so hung up with yeah you know, trying to squeeze in everything in a very short span of time so, yeah i think it's a good point I, I remember my ex-boss told me that one of the things that i was good at according to her was that i always asked when something was due but because you're right, maybe you're not high up enough. You, you think that when your boss tells you to do something, it is due today. But that's not always mm. the case. And you have to have like a schedule, right? You write on your notebook or whatever that this is due today. This is so that you can shuffle your tasks around or that, you know, mm. you know what to prioritize. Because if not, then, you know, you're there at 2 a.m. But actually, this is due next month. Then why on mm. earth were you killing yourself? Yes. <laughs> so for ask this? your boss. Boss. <laughs> Do you want to die? <laughs> yes. Do you want to die or you want it tomorrow? <laughs> and if you yourself mm. are a boss, maybe if you could think about this, that you should be the one telling the people who are reporting to you, mm. okay, I want this. This is due next week. Right? There, there has yeah. to be some clarification as to when something is due. And about reaching compromises or solutions, I just remembered something... Um, I remember someone uh, in my team before, she was actually already a VP, but then she gave birth to two kids, I think. So she decided to take a step down. Mm. So that means she was already VP, but she asked to go back to being a VP instead so that, mm -hmm. you know, she could have less work. And then, gotcha. yeah, and then she would have time for her kids while they were young. And then eventually when she was ready again to step up again, then she asked for it again, right? So that's something that you could also do if you feel like, oh, yeah. I'm so stressed because, you know, usually if you're a VP, that's a very stressful situation to be in, right? But, hmm. you know, at that point in your life, maybe you realize, you know, it's more important to focus on your kids or whatever it is. Maybe you just got married and, you know, you don't want your husband to divorce you because, mm. <laughs> because you don't have time for him <laughs> or whatever. So, yeah, it's always on the table. You could always, you know, discuss that with your boss and, your teammates or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose the cre the prerequisite there is you have a boss that's willing to hear. As yeah. Well. I mean, there's no harm in trying. Try and schedule uh, a chit-chat with your boss. Maybe, you know, open it up. Perhaps there is an option for you to do that. It's mm. just that you haven't explored that avenue. Yeah, exactly. And if your boss is not mm. reasonable, well, it's not the end of the world. You can always look for other jobs, maybe. I mean, that is <laughs> yes. like, you know, another option. What we're saying mm. is really there are options. You just don't 
die from burnout, basically. Yeah. Yes. So the second handling that you can do is to seek support. So whether you reach out to coworkers, friends, or loved ones, support and collaboration might help you cope. If you have access to an employee assistance program, take advantage of relevant services. Now, I think we, we mentioned this again in one of our former episodes that I actually availed of this in 2020. It wasn't really burnout. I think it was more of pandemic depression or whatever. Like It was a completely different mm. thing. But then, yes, burnout, you can also avail of this. I think most companies or corporations have this mm. nowadays. What this entails usually is that you can call the hotline and then say that you know you're undergoing something and then they will give you mm. probably five free sessions usually five one hour sessions wherein you can work through whatever it is you are experiencing now obviously this is just for short term it's not like for example depression or whatever for that one i think you need to go to a to a long term mm. actual mm-hmm. psychiatrist and then obviously, yes, look out for your friends because you don't know maybe your friend is not talking, but actually she's also burnt out or she has experienced it before. And then maybe mm. she can give you some insight on what she did mm. that helped her go through or that. Or things that she did that you shouldn't do. Yes, also that. <laughs> <laughs> Learn from my mistakes, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> yes, that is a good point. Yep. Uh, next one is try a relaxing activity. Explore programs that can help with stress such as yoga, meditation, or tai chi. Or even just take a look at your calendar, right? Maybe you have a lot of annual leaves not taken oh, yet. Yeah. So maybe schedule something, you know, a vacation perhaps. This helps me a lot. Like mm. Whenever I feel burnt out, whenever I start having nightmares about my job, I just schedule the next available annual leave to go somewhere and, and try to unwind and relax. Mm. Uh, I, I, I really miss being in Singapore and especially during the time when we are able to travel because flying in and out of Singapore is really competitive. Oh, yeah. It's really cheap. You have a lot of budget airlines, Tiger Air, Peach. They, they compete for your money and so prices get really, really low and obviously a lot of good places are mm. accessible from Singapore. So it's one way to kind of unwind, not necessarily and even researching about where you wanna go, right? Is already relaxing. Oh yeah. Like you researching, okay, what is good in Thailand? Mm. Oh my god, look at the beaches. Oh look at that elephant. Oh I wanna you know, the, mm-hmm. you know just imagining the vacation helps a lot. Oh uh, yeah, true. Something to uh, look forward being there, to yeah, yeah, something to look for. That kind of shifts your mindset, right? Mm. Instead of you thinking about job, you're now trying to focus into something leisure. Like, oh, okay, what am I going to do in my vacation? Mm. You're now planning three days, what temples you're going to visit, you know, which brings are you going to bring along. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. A relaxing activity. If you still are not able to travel wherever you are, like, for example, Hong Kong, then you mm. can obviously look for other options within that country, right? Like mm. Maybe you can take a staycation or something mm. or go somewhere you have never been to. Like, okay, this is the opportunity to be a tourist. There are not a lot of mm. people. It's not very crowded. Then maybe you could do that, yeah. Not just also for yourself, right? Sometimes it also helps for your colleagues to know that you are needed because oh i need this file oh where is ray oh ray is on leave and then when you come back hey ray i missed you you know the file <laughs> was looking for you oh thank you uh, it's, it's nice to be needed right yeah yeah that is true <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, yeah and also maybe it helps you to maybe you're just burned out because you're 
just doing that same thing all yeah so if you break it up mm. a bit like yes you do mm. have a lot of annual leaves then it helps mm. you to take a step back and not be you know enmeshed in that situation and then it mentions here next is to get some exercise regular mm. physical activity can help you to better deal with stress it can also take your mind off work so i guess it's mm. uh, it's kind of related to the relaxing activity earlier except that exercise is It's not really relaxing, but I think when you exercise, you are producing endorphins in your body. That mm. means it, uh, you know, it gives you good mood. So maybe you are just too stressed because you are seated all the time and you are just looking at so many tasks. So if you are exercising, then you know you have happy hormones. Yeah, have you noticed that when you exercise, you feel better? You know, your mood is yeah. better. Yeah. So this is what you can do. So that and also that yeah. helps you take your mind off work. I mean, try not to think about work when you're exercising. Maybe, like, maybe put on a podcast or something while you're jogging. Then you won't be constantly. Oh my God, what? Why is that not balanced? Where is the missing <laughs> mm. item? Sometimes or I do that, you know. Sometimes, like, when I'm, whenever I'm stuck at work, there's something that I can't figure out. I, I just go for a jog outside, and yeah, mm. it, it does help. Like, maybe you just need to think about something else. Then perhaps it's like you losing your keys, right? You, you look for it. You can't find it, but if you stop looking for it, then oh, there it is. Mm, it's, it's something like that, mm, yeah. Because yeah. you're so myopic about something, you're really looking at something so closely that you can't see the big picture. And thinking about something else actually helps a lot. Mm, that's a good point. Mm. Yeah. After your exercise, then you go to sleep. So maybe get some sleep, right? Maybe the reason of your insomnia is your insomnia. Like What? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you're now finding it hard to sleep because you always lack sleep. Right, so mm. sleep restores your well-being and it protects your health, and so kind of mm. it's, it's really important not to skimp on sleeping. Like, yeah, that is very important. If you have overtimes during the weekdays, make sure that over the weekend you try and you know catch up on some sleep. Mm. And but also don't yeah try not to like not sleep at all or you know just have mm. two hours of sleep or something. I mean, if if you really cannot help it, don't do that a lot because there have been cases of people who have dropped dead. And right, and mm. then you're like, oh my god, she's healthy. I know that he runs marathons and whatnot. How could he have just suddenly died when he's a fit person? Mm. And it turns out it's because this person didn't really sleep a lot, like you know, just two hours per night or something. Mm. And I know that one of well, maybe I don't know if it's just sleep related, but uh, one of my friend's colleagues in Singapore dropped dead one Ooh. night. Yeah, and it was because he was just you know working so hard and like he didn't have enough sleep I mean that could be one reason right and like to the point that he had to cancel his vacation like you mentioned that's one of the things that you should do but then because he was so busy and uh, that he had to cancel his vacation to Europe or whatever and then it was <gasps> shortly after that that he died and that's why guys do not be that guy mm-mm Work is not everything. Yeah, it might seem mm. that way sometimes because that's where your money is coming from and all that. But then, try to find a way to have some balance. Mm-mm. Yeah, like if you have a vacation, don't cancel it just because you feel like, you know, the the company would implode without you and whatever. Right? Like it's it's mm. not healthy. Work is not yeah. more important than your own life for sure. Well, I suppose that's an advantage to booking your flights using a budget airline or low cost carrier because they won't give you a refund. <laughs> It gives you more reason not to cancel your trip. Like listening to you talk about a cancelled flight to Europe 
Mm. Oh my god, that sounds so expensive. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, I, yeah. I feel really bad for that. Well, not just because of that, because because he literally died and he had a wife yeah. and a kid. I think so. That was oh. so horrible. Yeah. So yeah, don't be that guy. This is somewhat related to try a relaxing activity. I would think, which is mindfulness. Mm. It mentions mindfulness is the act of focusing on your breath flow and being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling at every moment without interpretation or judgment. In a job mm. setting, this practice involves facing situations with openness and patience and without judgment. So I think this is kind of a form of meditation. I remember in mm. Singapore, uh, we had one session wherein a couple came in and talked about mindfulness and Yeah, I don't really remember everything that they said, but it is something to do with being aware of, you know, everything that is in your present, basically. So if you feel very stressed and sometimes like, you know, when you're very stressed, you tend to like explode out of your body or whether you don't know what to do or you're too anxious and everything all at once. Right. So mm. if you practice mindfulness, which is like, you know, just bring yourself back to the present. Uh, I think it could be even as simple as like saying, "Okay, I'm I'm touching. What am I touching? What am I smelling? What am I Mm-mm. hearing? That sort of thing." So yeah, I think that's something that you could look into because apparently some companies have—is it Google or something? I think Google they encourage this. I think so. It's like something mm. to help you be less stressed. I guess yeah, because if it's a yeah, form of I have of a mantra before. Yeah. Whenever I'm stressed at work, my mantra was, "I love my work. I love my work. I love my work." <laughs> It didn't really help. It didn't really help, but at least kind of uh, okay. <laughs> believing that mm. it will work kind mm. of helps. I guess I so. Know. Yeah, yeah. I mm. I don't know if that's mindfulness, but it is kind of a meditation strategy. Yes. I would say yes. <laughs> My smartwatch keeps on reminding me. I like that. Oh it yeah. Reminds me. Hey, you need to stand up. Hey, mm. be mindful. Like take a deep breath. I don't know if it's tracking my heart rate or something. <laughs> no, maybe it's just time. Is it just time bound? I'm not sure. It's not regular though. I don't notice that it's a regular interval that's happening. It's just very randomly my my watch. Right, it's possible uh, kind of because vibrates, yeah. because the Apple Watch usually tracks the heartbeat, right? Like, and um, so maybe mm. it is. Maybe it noticed that your heart rate is higher than usual, and maybe that's why. And could could be. I should I should take note, right? Whenever <laughs> I have that. I should take note what I've been doing. Maybe I'm reading an email. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> a something that's person. stressful. Yeah. How come whenever I read an email from this person, <laughs> I I get notification to be more mindful on my smartwatch? Then yeah, that's a sign. Oh my god. <laughs> He's a stressor. <laughs> yes, that is a sign. Yes. How do we close this episode? How do we? Try and conclude job burnout, and according to what we've read, right, the conclusion is try to keep an open mind, and as you consider your options, don't limit yourselves with the things that you know. Maybe read a book, watch videos, perhaps ask people. Try to expand your horizons, right, and mm. try not to let a demanding or unrewarding job undermine your health. At the end of mm. the day, if you drop dead. They will just hire somebody yeah. to replace you. That's how unsympathetic they are. Like, don't let that happen to you. Yeah, you are nothing but a headcount to your job, mm. but to the people in your life, you yes. are more than that. Yeah, you're a brother, you're a sister, you're a friend. Yes, you're a son, you're a daughter, you're somebody special. So mm. don't let job 
dictate what you and you should not do. Yeah. The tendency for Filipinos are we are victims of burnout because we again the resiliency factors and Filipinos mm. are known not just in the Philippines but in other countries we are known as like hard workers to the point that we mm. are being abused. abused. Yes, yeah, because they think oh I would rather hire a Filipino because they don't complain or maybe they they would complain amongst themselves but then they would still do the job anyway. And it's not good for us. It's good for the company, but not for us. We are being abused. Sometimes we are not being paid what we should be paid because we don't complain yeah. and we just take everything. Especially if you're an overseas Filipino worker, like places like Singapore, where you, you feel like, mm-hmm. I need the money to survive, so I have to do this. But maybe you, you can weigh your options if, if you really cannot handle something or you feel like it is already detrimental to your health and everything maybe you should try to find other options that we mentioned earlier yeah that's something i realized though like at some point maybe at a certain level in your career you should just persevere to some extent Mm. and once you're at a certain level then the marginal how how do you say that the marginal utility um, is it utility Mm -hmm. marginal utility is diminishing and so the additional money that you will get on top of what you're already receiving is not as fun as your first kind of maybe Ah, yeah i agree yeah first five positions then try and balance it out once that you're at certain level and perhaps try and plan yourself as well like where you are at in your career can you afford to lose this job can you afford to look for something else if the answer is no then try persevere a little bit further and try Mm. to have a goal like hey Mm. i should do this once i have that then i'll I'll try to balance my work and life yeah later on because it's a bit unfair to say that you don't want people to feel entitled right Mm. uh, i can complain oh i'm already burnt out what this is just your first week what do you mean (laughs) like it's your first job it's your first week at your job (laughs) that's not burnout that's that's entitlement you're you're feeling entitled Mm. stop it yeah try try and Work your ass off to some extent, but yeah, have a plan and goal in life. That is true because maybe you just have nothing to compare to. So you already think that this is the worst, but actually it's not, right? Mm. And I find that some people are like, oh, this is too much. Like, what do you mean? You have never had another job. That's why you're saying that. Like, I remember <laughs> in my previous company, like I had a, a colleague who liked to complain and then our boss would tell him like this has been your only job your entire life Mm. that is why you think that this company is horrible because you have never Mm. worked anywhere else yeah whereas she has she has worked for so many companies and she knows that you know what you're complaining about is like nothing that that it's just a drop in the bucket right like maybe you're right you need to have some insight that is why it's good to talk to other people and maybe not people exactly like you like talk to somebody older somebody has worked in many other companies in many other jobs maybe so that you know they Mm. would be able to give you some oh this is actually normal or it's actually a lot worse in that other company whatever you know yeah grass is always greener on the other side yeah. So, and then to the, to the point that you mentioned also about the money thing, maybe if you're just starting out, you're stronger because you're young, you have more energy, blah, blah, blah. But then eventually, if you're older, you also probably have a, more savings and whatever, then maybe you have a better chance of, you know, I can quit this job and find another one because you're not going to die of hunger, mm. you know? <laughs> I have enough buffer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So I think 
yes, you have to weigh all your options to look at everything that you have. But then as there were um, a lot of things that you mentioned, right? If you cannot quit the job, then do those other things. Mindfulness, mm. exercise. Change your house. <laughs> Change <Move>. your house. <laughs> what? <laughs> Move to another apartment. And maybe have a hobby, right? So that you are not just constantly mm. just, you know, this is all that you have. Your job is everything that you have. Like maybe over lunch, you should have something else that takes you away from your job. At least, right? Yeah. Like maybe you draw, paint, whatever. <laughs> Just suddenly, yeah, or even redecorating your space, right? Like try and go to IKEA, have some ideas. Mm. Maybe your old, your room also is not conducive for relaxing. Maybe you need drapes, you need blackout, whatever it is, right? <laughs> yeah, or it, I think some people helps. find that you know the adult coloring books. No. Huh? Not adult in that that it's X-rated or something. That's not what I mean. I mean it's a coloring book that's not for children. So it's sorry. Like... That was what, what came to my mind. It was like, huh? <laughs> there is a category like that. You know, a coloring book that is for not children. Like what? Like what makes it? Is it so difficult that it's only meant for adults? Like what? What is that category? The coloring books for children tend to be like the big uh, space to color in so mm-hmm. that they could color out of the lines. Children tend to be messy. Mm-hmm. But the other one is like it could actually be a work of art in the end because it's small. It's kind of like the paint by numbers, but it's coloring book instead of paint by numbers, I would think. So it's color by numbers, but it's smaller. I, yeah. So some people find that relaxing and also the paint by numbers. So yeah, maybe you could do that. All right. So yeah, I think that was it. So if you have any experiences or, you know, tips that you would like to share or whatever it is that's related to job burnout, please leave us a message on at Podcast on Instagram or email us at bananakipodcast at gmail.com. Okay, and we might feature what you say in the next Cutie Minute. It's time for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. Not really one minute, but we're calling it... Cutie Minute. Okay, so our first cutie is That Semi-Charmed Life. And she commented on episode 86, Pinoy Travel Problems. Should I bring Lucky Me Instant Noodles when I fly to Barcelona in a few weeks? I mean, we're staying in an Airbnb. <laughs> Should she? Um, I don't know, but uh, follow you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she can afford not to have to bring in some noodles. She has. I know that she has a Tesla. If you can afford a Tesla, you probably don't need to bring in some noodles to Barcelona. <laughs> and also, I I haven't been to Barcelona, but I've heard that it's not really that expensive in Spain, and they have a mm. lot of really delicious food there. So maybe it's okay not to do that. Oh, I also heard that the oldest restaurant serving lechon is in Barcelona. Oh yeah. Well, wasn't that something we covered uh, in yeah. the previous episode? In our food episode, I think you mentioned. Can Culieretes. Can Culieretes. Yeah. Catalonian restaurant. Oh. Ooh. In Lisieux, Barcelona. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. She should go there instead. Yes. Instead of eating Lucky Me in Santo No, there. Lucky Me is no fun. <laughs> go eat Lachon in Barcelona. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's that Cham kind of life. Uh huh. Baby, baby. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. The next one is in relation to episode 87, Philippine elections. And this is from Eroragia. And she says, 
I remember when I was a kid during barangay elections, even we were kids, we have participation. We manually make flyers used for the campaign. Mm, campaign for my uncle as he was a candidate for barangay captain at that time. Mm. All of us have tasks to complete the whole flyer. Like my cousins, they were in charge in cutting the bond paper. <laughs> then I'm the one who stamped vote. <laughs> my other cousins put the name of my uncle and my aunts and uncles in charge on the counselor's name. All rubber stamps were personalized. We usually distribute them during campaign periods, like in the meeting the avance. Mm. Remember that meeting the avance where yeah. everyone was like saying their platforms. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, we even give candies when there are motorcades. It was fun as a kid as we can join them, and there are lots of cool campaign jingles. Nakaka LSS. Yeah, last song Good syndrome. <laughs> last song syndrome, yes. Good thing now there is social media. We can also just print flyers now. Lots of resources. Makes the process much easier. I hope and pray that God may guide whoever the next leaders of the Philippines. Mm. Oh, thanks, Eragia. That was a fun, <laughs> fun little skit right there. Like, she remembers her time, mm. you know, her participation in helping. I, I'm hoping that your uncle won <laughs> as Barangay Captain, right? With all your effort, I really hope that, <laughs> that he won. Obviously, there are winners and losers in an election. So, yeah, hopefully. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's just funny here. I realized she mentioned they were cutting bond paper, and that's actually just a Philippine term, right? Like I remember, mm. I mentioned it in Singapore, and they're like, "What's bond paper?" <laughs> <laughs> but what actually? You know, bond, <laughs> bond paper, James Bond. <laughs> yeah, what is it called? Just paper, white paper. What is that? Uh. They call it print paper. Yeah, or A4 paper, right? They would call it by the size, I guess. Yeah. But they don't know what bond paper is. And I'm, it's not just Singaporean, so because my team was like a multi, there was an Australian, a Canadian, so none of them knew what bond paper was. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly why as well. Like, I don't know if there are other countries who call it bond paper. Maybe it's just the Philippines. Yeah, probably just a Philippine thing. Yeah. Okay, so... Thank you very much for leaving those comments. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, for everyone else, please le- continue to leave your comments. And also, please continue to leave five-star ratings on yes. <laughs> Spotify, Apple, and Podchaser. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.